What is up, everybody? Welcome back to DCI Podcast, episode 23. It is another beautiful day in the hobby. I am Jason, here with Big Sexy, Bradley Crenshaw. It is episode 23, our Michael Jordan episode, the greatest of all time. The GOAT. The GOAT, that's right. The undisputed greatest of all time. When somebody says, you're the GOAT, you know, you're the GOAT of whatever it is, your specific industry, they're probably calling you the Michael Jordan of that mm-hmm. industry. You know absolutely. what I mean? There it, is, it doesn't mean goats that eat grass, neither. No, absolutely. Well, yeah. unless you're talking about our media team, maybe. Uh, <laughs> those That's a different kind of goat, farm animal type, like you said. <laughs> but uh, you're right. That is like the, uh, the ultimate compliment, um, the greatest of all time, the best in their profession. There's nobody better in basketball than Michael Jordan. 100%. You know how much of a Michael Jordan fan I am. Absolutely. I mean, Michael Jordan to me is the greatest, the if not the greatest athlete of all time. You know, we we even have one of our videos that's out. You know, talking about, and and it ain't even us that's saying he's you know probably one of the greatest athletes of all time. That's just the yeah the general in, in every sport. Yeah. When when you look at it, so. I mean, him and Tiger Woods, those guys, you know, I, I feel are the best, you know, generational athletes in mm-hmm. in any sport across the. What is your favorite Michael Jordan memory as somebody who got to watch Jordan? So I, I actually did get to see Jordan play live. I'm a big NBA guy. And so when I was probably eight to 10, I got to see Jordan uh, play against the Dallas Mavericks in the early 2000s when he was with the Wizards. So it's kind of not, you know, not primetime Michael, you know, the airman, but it was it was Michael Jordan live in person. Uh, very cool memory I have of Michael getting to see him play one time. Um, but what was your favorite memory kind of being alive and, and living through the the 90s and the Bulls championship runs, things like that? You know, I mean, he has so many. There's so many. It's not, it's hard to, you know, just pinpoint one. I mean, one of the one of the greatest, you know, moments on the Jordan era is when he hit the game winning shot, you know, yep. and he he jumps up in there, you know, and his fist pump. It's all over Sports Center. Always I mean, still to yes. this day. And so many people in the hobby never got an opportunity to experience the Jordan era. You know, but I mean he's just he's got so many. It's hard to just pinpoint one. I agree. The one of my favorite YouTube videos on all of YouTube, um, the best sports highlight video, kind of without a doubt, is the top 50. You can go on and watch the top 50 Michael Jordan plays of all time. It's like a 20-minute video, and every single play, you know, you're in like the 40s and the 50s, and you're like, oh, my gosh, how is this not a top five play of all time? And you get to the top 10, and you're just like, you're speechless. He's incredible. He was. He seriously, he was that good. Um, Do you have a favorite title? That Jordan won was it one of the early ones before the uh, before the hiatus for baseball or um, like you said was it the uh, the game winning shot versus the Jazz? Um, and I mean they they were all great. His run between you know his championships, I mean to win three, take a break, come back, and immediately come back and win three more. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's just like yeah, it is. <laughs> It's all, you couldn't even yeah, make that up. I know. Yeah. It's really- so, so probably the 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 one when he returned from baseball is probably the one that's just like you know the big f you. Yeah. Number you know, it's four. Like, it's like you know what I took a break yep. for two years, and then you know a year and a half, whatever it was, and then I want to go pursue baseball. Now I'm going to come back and I'm going to show you why. I am the greatest. Of Why all time. I could go and take that's that right. break and that's come right. back and just that's pick right. right back up. Pick right back up. Well, I know you've got a really cool piece of memorabilia. It's the Michael Jordan autographed jersey. It's kind of got all six of his titles 
um, laid out there and some cool inscriptions, things like that. Do you have a favorite piece of Michael Jordan memorabilia besides the jersey or maybe a card in your collection, um, specifically in your collection? I mean, I've got Jordan rookies. That's right. I, I mean, know. I, I love my Jordan rookies. So, so I, I have been wanting to pick up a couple of the exquisites. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just haven't made up my mind if I want the emblem as an emblem, emblems of endorsement from 0304 or if I want the jersey number pieces. Yep. I like both of them. I may just get them both. You should. I think, I think it's a safe investment. Jordan autos, especially patch autos from those high end sets, doesn't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorites is the essential credentials. I just love that set. So any of the Jordan, like the future, um, the now, some of those um, 2000, EX 2000, early 90s inserts, the tough stuff to find. Did you see the recent sale? I think it was last night. Let's just pull it up. Was the PMG, did you see it go? Was it the red one? Uh, it was not the red one. It was sold on PWCC. I, I missed this it one. It sold last night. Uh, an auction, and I actually kind of like the card. It's it's a, it's a nice card, but yeah. I'm just I'm so I I love the I love the rookies. I love that eighty six eighty seven Fleer. I love, and if I get outside of that, I mean it's the it's the o three o four exquisite basketball. Yep, those are going to be the ones that I that I really like. Well, my phone's not loading, so we can't pull it up. Anyways, you 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 talk about the rookies, the eighty six Fleer. A lot of um news was kind of made in the last six months about PSA grading the star Jordan, the 84, 85 star set. Um, the, the star one Oh one, um, the considered to be the true rookie from that star set of Michael Jordan. Where, where do you place value in that compared to the 86 Fleer? Which one is the true rookie in your 86, opinion? 87 Fleer, 86 Fleer, the 84 star card was not produced by a, by one of the companies, one, you know, one of the, you know, Fleer tops upper deck, yep. you know? So to me, that's just that, that's like a card you could get out of a, you know, I, 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 it's like it's like getting a card out of a cereal box, in my opinion. Right. That's just not a true rookie, in my opinion. And that I know that's a, a big debate between a lot sure. of people is between the star and the eighty six eighty seven Fleer, but hands down, it's the eighty six eighty seven Fleer Jordan true rookie. Along um, kind of the market side of things regarding the star one hundred one, would you anticipate now that PSA is starting to grade them again? or is starting to grade them, I guess, for the first time. Um, would you expect to see a, an uptick on the sales prices for the the Star 101? Or do you think that it kind of drives people more to look back at that, um, the 86, 87 Fleer? I mean, you you saw an uptick in them when they, start, when they announced they were going to start grading them again, mm-hmm. um, or start grading them in general. Yep. Uh, you saw, you know, a lot of the BGS sales start to go up. <clears throat> And that all goes to the the hobby of being in the in the FOMO states. Sure, you know people are like, "Oh gosh, that card's about to go through the roof." They're going to consider that as true rookie. Let me buy this card before it. And in in all honesty, no, I don't. I don't think it's going to go up anymore. I think it's actually going to start to tailor, you know tailor off. It's going to start to decline back down. Right. It's just it's not a good looking card to begin with. Right. It's, I definitely <laughs> prefer the the fifty seven, the eighty six Fleer. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's just I, I'm not not a huge fan. Of it. Plus, that card is extremely counterfeited in the market, and it's it's one of the easiest cards that's counterfeited because yep. it's the the card stock on it. It's it's 
just so basic. It's just not a not a great card. Well, that's why, you know, for the longest time, those grading companies wouldn't accept them. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of, you know, it was interesting to see, like you said, that spike in price right at the beginning there. But I agree with you. I think it'll tail off. And, and obviously the 57, the, the 86 Fleer is the iconic card for basketball. You know, it's the 52 mantle of, of the NBA, if yep. you will. Um, well, we all know about Jordan as a basketball player, great basketball player, the greatest of all time. But he's actually done a little bit. He's done pretty well for himself off the court as well, we could say. Um, we all know the Air Jordan brand has is you know is the, the market leader in shoes, um, streetwear, stuff like that for basically anything around the, the basketball world. Um, which is more impressive to you, what Jordan did on the court or as a businessman off the court, becoming the first billionaire athlete uh, to be worth a billion dollars off of their you know out outside of their respective so sport. Do you know what Jordan signed a contract for his rookie year? Uh, in 1984, he signed a deal with Nike. Do you know what that amount was? I don't. $500,000. He signed a deal with Nike for $500,000 to create the Air Jordans. Do you know what the value of that <laughs> business is today? I would say $10 billion. It's $3 billion. Crazy. So when you look at it from a business standpoint, because I'm a businessman anyway, from the business side of things, that is unbelievable it's, it's incredible i mean that that's a great investment and a great growth since 1984 to go from a half a million dollars to a three billion dollar setup crazy right yeah i mean that's better than mark cuban buying the dallas mavericks for 284 million and they're worth two billion now right you know three billion now so but what he done on the court to me, was more impressive because to win championships back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, take a break, back-to-back-to-back, to back yep. to back, just basically, you know, shows his goatness, right? right? Just so, I mean, he is by far, like you said at the beginning, the best athlete and the GOAT of all time. So, for me, it's the court, what he did on the court. And during his era, he didn't play in the softness like we have now in the NBA. The softness in sports in general, you know, uh, whether that be football or basketball. You know, these these rough right. in the passer calls in, in football are driving me insane. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Like Kevin Hart was on ESPN the other day doing a thing where they like literally picked him up, laid him down on a pillow, and he's like, you know, he's like, oh wait a minute, I'm 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 not comfortable right there. Cover me. I'm cold. Are you gonna read me a bed? That's pretty much how we've turned sports on the football side, you know, into so. And NBA is the same way. There. There's a little more physicality, I think, in NBA, which is sad, in basketball than there is in football. Right. It's if you if you tackle the guy wrong in football, it's a flag. It's a penalty. So, but still, nowhere near the physicality that it was in Enjoy the 80s that. and 90s. Mm -hmm. If you go back and watch The Last Dance, if you haven't seen The Last Dance, go watch, watch The Last Dance. Awesome. Watch the Detroit Pistons during that era. They would literally destroy you to keep you from getting to that basket. You put some of these soft basketball players in that era playing then, they're going to get destroyed. They're going to be hurt. They're always going to be on the injured list. They're right. not going to play 
you know, their full 82-game season. You know, or they don't even do that anyway. Right. And now it's like, oh, I'm going to take a day off, you know. Um, Back-to-backs we, we, for we, sure. It's, it's like, yeah. that They'll be they'll be playing like 30 games a year. $25 million. Dollars. Right. Crazy. <laughs> so, no, I think where business, yes, is hard, you know, to achieve that particular, you know, growth over that time. And I think it's very impressive. I think what's more impressive is his – uh, accomplishments on the court and what he was able to do. And, you know, I think something that people, you know, talk about when they mention Jordan a lot is his leadership um, and that, that team aspect that, you know, he was the ultimate competitor. Um, Jordan's now, you know, after his NBA career, he's had so much success off the court as a businessman. He now is a, and the owner of the Charlotte Hornets. He took over uh, a few years back when they were the Bobcats um, and has really turned that franchise around as well. So, it's really impressive to see him go from one industry to the next, um, seemingly succeeding while continuing to build these teams around him. Why do you um, think – I'm going to stop you. Why yeah. do you think he was successful as a player, successful in business, and now successful as an owner? What do you, what do you think that common denominator for him – to be able to, you know, achieve those accomplishments is? Well, I would say his drive, um, you know, his, his, his hatred of losing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, outweighs his probably in my opinion, his desire to win. Um, and so he will do whatever it takes to make sure his people are put in the best positions, um, which in turns, you know, in turn has, has created successful brands and companies and, putting people in the right roles, whether yeah. it be on the court or uh, in the office. And it's allowed, you know, his, whether it's a team or, you know, the office staff, whatever it may be to succeed. Preparation. Um, right. He prepares. He prepares better than anybody else. You, he, he lives the motto of you will not outwork me. Right. Period. You will not outwork me. It's not, you know, he, he has, you know, great talents and great abilities. 100%. But it requires work. Mm-hmm. And there's only one other NBA player that's ever come through the NBA that has that same work ethic. And you can actually go and YouTube the videos. And it's pretty incredible to watch. It is. And you know who I'm talking about. I do. The side-by-sides are unbelievable. Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryant. Absolutely. Yes. Kobe <laughs> is by far the closest thing to Michael Jordan. And just go watch the YouTube video. His shots, his fadeaways, the way the way he attacks the bat, everything. His crossovers are all just like Jordan. And there's actually an interview with Kobe where he talks about there's something like where they ask about, you know, who beat you in one on one or something like that. And he says last. He's like, Nobody's going to beat me one-on-one. He said, that person retired a long time ago. Right. And he's talking he's about talking Jordan. He's talking about Michael. Yes. Right. So just the preparation. And that, that goes with anything, though. It's work. It's business. It's basketball. It, right. It's your, your basketball. It's football. You've got to prepare. And if you prepare properly, you will be successful. Preparation is key. Absolutely. So I want to tie this back. I know this is our Michael Jordan episode, our greatest of all time episode, but this is the DCI podcast. Um, Here at DCI, we've been working extremely hard over the last three and a half years to put the value back into the hands of the collector. We've been prepping. We've been preparing, preparing. That's right. We've not only (laughs) prep your cards, but we've been preparing to return the value back to the collector. 
Um, I would even go as far as to say we are the goat of rock hard reviews, which makes me very happy to announce that we are getting rid of our tiered pricing system on all of our DCI RCRs. We are going back to $10 a card, whether those come in through the mail to our office or you bring them to us at a show all across the country, $10 flat rate, no limit. We're back $10 RCRs. How about that's, that? That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Who come up with that? I don't. I, who in the world decided <laughs> that we would drop our prices? I mean, I need to have it's a great I, idea. I need, I need to have yeah, a meeting with them. I mean, they're, they're like, they're right. like really destroying my bottom line here. That's exactly when, right. When, hey, when we start looking at this. I need to have a meeting with them. <laughs> I, I need to understand where we come about dropping the price. No, I know why. We've already had that meeting. It's it, it's because of our our fan base. It's because of our customers. It's because of you guys that we're able to offer and be able to lower those prices. So thank you very much for the continued support Absolutely. Uh, that you give DCI. We really, really appreciate that. It's awesome. And so, uh, you know, that felt appropriate to make that announcement on this episode 23, our Michael Jordan episode, the GOAT of RCRs is back. $10 RCRs from DCI. Uh, but that does that does it for our, uh, our Michael Jordan episode, the greatest of all time. Tune in next week, guys. Make sure you leave us a follow, a like. We are back next week. I am DCI Jason here with Big Sexy Bradley Crenshaw. We are out. Peace. Peace.